Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Best. This is the best of the best show, the new version of the best show. And for people who don't know, the best show takes place each and every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. till midnight over at thebestshow.net. And if you uh, are new to the program, these are little bite-sized greatest hits samples of what we do every week. So check this out, and if you want more, you can listen to the full three-hour extravaganza and check it out. And if you want to support The Best Show, the way to do that is to uh, download the episodes and to give us reviews on iTunes and to tell people that the show is back and that you like it. So please check out this new episode of Best Show Bests. All right, Best Show back again here. It is time. We're moving along tonight, man. We're moving along. You all right, Mike? You having a good time out there? All right, let's go to the hotline. Being told to go right to the hotline. Going right to the hotline, right to the hotline. Hello? I have my guest here. No, this is not some trash person on the line. This is an actual super legend. Not a, just a legend. There are, there are trash people. Then there are regular people. Then there are good folk. Then there are famous people. Then there are the upper pantheon, which is the legends. And this guy is in the, that final category. The highest of high. A legend. One of the kids in the hall the guy who's made so many laughs for us over so many years we have kevin mcdonald on on the the show kevin are you there i am there hello thank you for the introduction uh, I, but i would every time you said super legend i uh, i whispered the word cult in front of it <laughs> cult, a cult super legend uh, oh no that's not it's not cult what because what is it it's either we're supposed to be uh Michael J. Fox, or <laughs> like, was that, was that you're comparing, well, measuring you yourself I, against? I, I, I feel I know you already. Uh, our definition of super legend would be like culty kind of things. But some people out there, they would think Michael J. Fox, and they would think uh, as a super legend, me as cult. I'm, I'm just uh, stating. The Pixies, are they cult legends? I think so. I think they're cult. They're, but they're not, they're just, it just is now, Kevin. It just, everything just is. It's like, Know. There's never going to be another Eagles type size band like that's not happening again in terms of a band selling 20 million albums. Th- those I, days I, I are know. gone. Different times, I can watch a movie on a phone. I understand. Uh, yes, you're right. <laughs> Wait, you can watch a movie on a phone? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. I, I took my time machine to the place where they can. Yes. Um, but I know what you're saying. No more Michael Jackson. No more Beatles. Uh, no more Eagles. I know. I know. Yeah. Look, in some of those cases, that some are sad and some are good in other cases. And it's so kinda... it's all sort of mixing together, maybe, yes. But still, in the real world, and I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation, is that um, millions of people have heard of the Eagles and hundreds of people have heard of the kids in the hall. 
more than hundreds have heard of kids in the hall. Maybe nine hundred, maybe a thousand. So, so it's like an even, an even thousand. So, you guys, wow, we it, made it. My we hit a thousand. My perception, my perception of the whole thing is a little different than yours. Oh boy, a thousand, one thousand. Okay, uh, maybe uh, the, I don't know. Uh, I just went on Twitter uh, in June, and I have uh, eight thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't gauge Twitter against anything because that's uh, it, just a. Uh, it's like if you didn't get in on that thing in the right three month. Wi- if you got in the right three month window, then you have. F- when was five that window? Mi- I, I'll go back to my time machine. When was that window? Dave Foley has like I think eighty thousand, uh, uh-huh. but he's been there for a while. But he has the most. Po- I'm whispering so I don't hear it. <laughs> so Kevin you, you don't want to hear the. the you don't want to hear the meaning behind it. <laughs> don't tell Kevin. Yeah. Oh, that is. So you have eight. Well, first of all, you should have more than eight thousand followers. The guy who screens calls AP Mike for the shows. He's gaining on you. <laughs> Mike, Mike's it's hot on your heels. Style of uh, tweeting. I'm doing a thing that people are calling. Uh, hey, this is more like serial tweets. Like uh, because I I don't know how to do a hundred. What is it? hundred twenty characters. I I I, uh, I have to go to like a um, thousand. A thousand and two. That's my favorite number. A thousand uh-huh. and two characters. I do sort of more serial tweets, and maybe I'm boring people. Well, look, I'm looking at your account right now. Yes, go ahead. You, uh, you're hang- right, am I right? Eight thousand. You're hanging strong in the mid eight thousands. There you go. You're coming up on eighty five hundred. There you go. So, but you also you- I get about a thousand a month. <laughs> I mean, not that I've been counting, but I've, I've been getting. A, I'm a social scientist, and I've been getting about a thousand a month. <laughs> so. So this is all just a game for you, is what you're saying. It's a game. It is. It is a sort of a social scientist. I'm using me as a guinea pig, for sure. By the way, I think the kids in the hall were the pixies of comedy. That's why I always say the pixies. Um, how they paved the way for Nirvana. I don't know who Nirvana was in my um, allegory, but I, I, I feel we paved the way for some kind of Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you paved the way for that, but you... you, you... But you also you had moments of glory that are that will stand oh, yeah, forever. Yeah. I think we're great. Uh, I'm not being so much self-effacing. I'm just, um, uh, as my father used sure. to say, I'm just fact stating, Kevin. Yeah, but you called me fad. I'm fact stating. So uh, that's mm-hmm. what I'm. I'm doing. Uh, you know, sure. I love us, but we're. Uh, I would say cult. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But. But you, Kevin McDonald, and maybe in a way we want to be called. Yeah. Maybe we, <laughs> maybe yeah. we think it's. We were like uh, sixteen when punk rock started. When Nevermind the Bollocks came out. Mm-hmm. So maybe in a weird way we sort of subconscious. Uh, this is the best interview I've ever had already. By the way, it's sort of like therapy. Maybe this is um, uh, this was our way uh, of uh, remaining cool, having people like us, but not many people. Maybe, maybe that's what we wanted. I don't know. Well, I'm being told Dave Foley has 158,000 followers. Oh my God! <laughs> so I thought it was 80. Oh my God! Got, he's got. He's got a hundred fifty thousand more than you. Whatever you do, don't tell Kevin McDonald; he'll faint. <laughs> okay, but you, first of all, I say Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall, a, 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 my favorite member of Kids in the Hall. Well, thank you. Even if you're lying, it's a very sweet lie. Thank you very but much. But it's not a lie; it's true because you were the funny one, the way I referred to the show. Thank you. Uh, the, the others sort of say that too, but again, are they just saying that because I was the least successful and they're just being? Uh, <laughs> I look. I looked at it as they would ju- – it was like – it was like t- do you know what T-ball is? Do you have T-ball in Canada? Yes, the, the baseball where you put on T, little children? <laughs> yes, on the stand. They were – they the other four guys took turns putting the ball on the T-ball stand, 
and then you st- you were the only one with a bat who swung. <laughs> I think I understand. So you hit all the balls, and they set the they set you up like you were the you were right. like the Reggie that, Jackson. That's sort of the best description of straight. Uh, I know you don't mean just this, but it, you could use it as the best description of a straight man I've ever heard in my life. That's they were four straight men <laughs> for me. Yes, and teeing up. It's just like we know who we know who the slugger is. Right. Uh, thank you. And they're always very nice. They always uh, say I'm the funniest. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I, if you go by points, let's say um, for like there's four or five different comedy categories. If you get um, the five points for first place, four points, I may win by points. For example, for comedy timing, Dave Foley probably is in first place. He gets five points. But I'm in second. I get four. Uh, for um, uh, characters, I may be in second place. Someone else would be like Mark would be five. I would get four. And if you go on, I would get four all the time. So if you add it up by points, I may be the first. You'd win. You'd just the idea, like you keep, you just know what it takes to just win, and then it's then it's yeah. one of those things where it's like people <laughs> he, feel he robbed. On one single event, but yeah. <laughs> he, he ended came, up winning points. He came in third every time, <laughs> but, but the others went from first to fifth. Yes, exactly. Well, maybe you should have been more likable. Maybe. Is there a sport like that, the decathlon or something, where you can like, where you do different things and you finish second or third all the time? You could end up winning the whole thing. There are things. I think that's like, isn't that like, like uh, like uh, bike when they do like the Tour de France? Yeah. Isn't that like all? Do you win like like they finishing second every day? I I don't know. I don't. I'm not <laughs> interested in it enough to find out. Yes. You know what I am interested in though, yes. Kevin McDonald. I'm interested in in laughing. So. Yes. And uh, so I I uh, I got a hold of this uh, this album of yours. Yes, I'm very sorry. <laughs> you have an album out now. I do, I do. Um, yeah, I call it making faces. It sounds like a bad joke because um, uh, because like in an album you can't see faces. But I I do. I don't know any other words. So I'm going to sound like Vaudeville 1928 here. But I do a bit. I uh, called making faces on it. If you heard it, you probably. I did hear it. It's very funny. And on the thing, you're doing all sorts of stuff. You say you come on saying that you're doing stand up now, but it's not exactly stand up. It is. It's a. It's an yeah. a, a, amalgam of styles. Absolutely. Traditionally, stand up would require that the comic doing it uh, would have jokes. So right away, I'm not doing real stand up. No. <laughs> so right off the top, you've <laughs> right been, off the top, you've I'm been disqualified. Out of that I don't finish second in that one. Uh huh. You've been disqualified right off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> I lose that Olympic event. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but you do. There's sketches on there, and there's yes. you're doing uh, uh, a couple of songs. Mm-hmm. And even my uh, the stand the, the thing I call stand up, and I only call stand up because I'm in front of a mic and I'm by myself. Um, I sort of think of it as a, a one man sketch show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that makes I sense. I can't really write jokes, as my album proves. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but, but, so get it, everybody. Yeah, but I've never heard a more ringing endorsement <laughs> for a thing. It's an album. There's no jokes. I've been doing it for a year. There's yeah. no jokes on it. Oh, you know what happened? Uh, can, may I tell you this, and we'll get back please, to this? Please. It's your show. I realize that. Um, I just played a uh, Yuck Yucks. Have you heard of that? A Canadian stand-up place. Um, no. Uh, it's a comedy club in uh, Calgary last weekend. And um, I was brave. I was trying new material out, mm-hmm. but I did all material in front of uh, in front of it. And before it, uh, I do that making faces thing, 
where um, I go, uh, where I say, people in the audience always just like me to say jokes. I say, Kevin, tell us jokes. And they laugh at that, and it's going well, and I do this new material, only I'm a little crazy because the bit is like a half hour long. And halfway through, I lose them completely, and they start grumbling. There's a few boos, and one uh, woman yells out, yeah, you were right, tell us jokes. <laughs> to which I panic, um, and I, uh, I, I I wipe my eyes and I go. Uh, it's only a few more minutes. Well, I know it was. Uh, I should have lied. It's only a few minutes longer. It's only 15 minutes longer. And then they really got mad, and I said, "All right, never mind. I'm sorry." And I went back to the new, uh, the old material. Now, when people, people, the 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 people, I look. I love. I love Canada. I, I love it. More, I would rather live in Toronto than uh, New York City, for example, for me personally, because Toronto maybe doesn't have the top ten percent that New York City has, but it also doesn't have the bottom thirty percent. It's kind Toronto's of in second place. It's kind of the it's, middle, exactly. It's the U of cities. Yes, <laughs> it's the me in the Catalan and wins and points. Exactly. The the thing you've said twice on this call already, you've said that you're sorry. Now Sorry. that is that's a thing that Canadians get a, a bad rap for yes. apologizing. Actually, in my half-hour bit, I did, did a thing. I don't think I ever got to the sorry part in Calgary, but I do something about us saying sorry. Mm-hmm. But yes, but it's it's where where what's the origin of that, and and how can how can we get the, a country to stop apologizing? I always figured, like in the, when I came up with this theory twenty years ago, I thought that um, if Canada was a stand-up comic, it'd be Woody Allen. And of uh, the United States was a stand-up comic, it would be Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Uh, I don't even know if I'm correct, but if I am correct, I don't know how that happened. But um, you know, we, we just grew, you know, we grew up because uh, we look like Americans, and mm-hmm. we sound like Americans. We're like that old show from the 60s, The Invaders, where the, the aliens look like Earthlings, but um, their fin- you can only tell because their fingers were a little separate from each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I figure... I don't know if anyone will know that reference, but I do. Um, uh, we're sort of, and because of that, I think we feel inferior because um, um, America is number one in everything. And when you feel inferior, you grow up saying sorry a lot. Well, you know what? America is not number one in everything. Uh, I don't know what, what things we're not number one in, but I'm <laughs> sure there's something. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's another great uh, awe-inspiring thing about the States. Even if they're not, it make they uh, they make you think they're number one in everything. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, name something we're not number one in. Yeah, and exactly. Then you, well, I can't. Then you're just kind of on, you're on the spot and be like, told you you couldn't name anything. We got on the moon first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Now this album. Yes. It, it true or false, Kevin? It is not available on iTunes. It is available on iTunes. So that's false. No, that's yeah. true. Um, I'm sorry. You, uh, how did you word it again? <laughs> you said it's not available on. Yeah. So false. Yeah. So false. It is available on iTunes. Yes. And you recorded this album in New York City. In New York City uh, at uh, the Pitt Theater. Yes, the People's Improv, Improv Theater. Theater. Oh yeah, I can't call it the Pitt Theater because that would be the People's Improv Theater Theater. Yes, the Pitt. Now you teach there a little bit too. Uh, I do. I come every year. I do a little teaching. A little teaching, now, I do. Now, what are you, what, what are you, te- are you teaching sketch writing when you come yes, down? Yes, uh, sketch writing um, uh, in the old way, how the kids in hall used to do it before we had a TV show. 
um, uh, writing through improv. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'd come up with, uh, like, ideas, and then we'd take the, our one-line ideas, and we improvised them over and over until we had a scene, and then we moved on to the next one. And that's what I'm sort of teaching. Now, that's, uh, that's, uh, that must be, do you, you ever just look out at the students and see some people just are like, do the bit from the thing, like they're not there to learn, but they're there, there to feel like. There were a few people, like- uh, I, I've heard this a few times, uh, because I, at the beginning, I, um, I, it's a workshop thing that I hated when I was a kid in workshops, but uh, I do because it kills time. I start the class with them going around seeing their experience in sketch writing and uh, sketch comedy and improv. And uh, I've heard a few times, i got to be honest with you, Mr. McDonald. I, I've never done comedy or been on stage in my life. I just wanted to see one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, that's it's flattering, but then you, you, you must have, you, what, do you bounce them from the class then? No, 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 I never do that. Um, and there was one woman um, uh, who had, uh, I was going to say the city, but I shouldn't say the city because the people may know who, um, who um, uh, she had, a week earlier she had been, um, what's 2015 for Insane Asylum? Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Sorry, what's that? What's 2015 for, uh, what do you call an insane asylum politically correct nowadays? What is um, Mental health center? I guess like, yeah, like some sort of mental health facility. Right. Well, she was released from the fruitcake building like a week earlier, oh. and she had um, uh, come to class, and, and she kept uh, – this is the one time where I started how to be a teacher because uh-huh. she kept um, standing up and interrupting me and talking. Everything I said reminded her of something, and she got excited about something. And uh, for the first time in my life, I exhibited patience uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, I, uh, and interest. And she eventually – I think eventually she got bored of me, and she sat down, and she ended up uh, like having a good class. That's nice. That's a nice little story. You broke her, right? You, I you, broke her. It was like she a, was a horse, a horse from the the nutcake, and uh, yeah, I broke her. <laughs> it was like a like your Mister Chips moment. Yes. <laughs> now, do you wear a jacket with patches on the elbows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, the the, the the new version of Peter O'Toole. I sang a little, or if it was like a Warner Brother cartoon, I would have chased around with a butterfly net. Oh, so, so you're you're covering all the Chip. bases. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I, I, I went more Mr. Chips. So, Kevin McDonald. Yes. Stand. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. We love you. Is now the movie ends. That is how it, that is, but this is not how this. We're not yeah. ending this. No, 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 no. I'm talking more about Mr. Chips. Yes. The the uh, the you've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of voice work too now. A lot of yes, I have. Yeah. A lot of a lot of in the booth. Like you're in the booth now. I'm in the booth. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the booth, and um, uh, and I uh, I love calling the headphones cans. So they they just got you in the but they're like, do we got Kevin? We got Kevin patched in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they patched me, and it's never the same city, and. Um, uh, 
And uh, I say to the engineer with me, I say, should I put my cans on? Because he's 26, he looks at me quizzically, and then I say, headphones? And then he nods, and then yeah. uh, then I'm patched in, yes. And then then you're – because you do a lot of cartoons. So like, what what are the things you're doing now? What, what type right of – Right now, the one I'm doing is um, – it hasn't been out yet. It doesn't come out yet. It's called um, – a bagel and uh, I'm going blank. Bagel and Becky. Where I'm a dog, Becky's a cat, and we're brother and sister. And our mom's a human being. It's kind of a strange one. Wait, what is that? What is that configuration again? <laughs> uh, I'm the dog, who's uh-huh. the brother okay. to my uh, cat sister. Okay. And uh, <laughs> our mom is a human being, or at okay. least we call her mom. Yeah, this. Uh, I'm not sure. Is this like some sort of? Isle of Dr. Moreau type of thing <laughs> going on? Yes, this the Marlon Miranda version. This, this sounds terrifying. But it's, <laughs> it's like, like in different hands, that would be just like, yes. hey, I want to tell you about this new horror movie I'm a part of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they say it's for like eight-year-olds, but it seems to be very, very dark age. It's the most nihilistic thing I've ever done. Uh, do you know um, uh, my comedy out of Buster Keaton? You know like uh, how some of his shorts were like he'd get his car stuck on a train uh, a train track, and then looked like a train was coming, and he, uh, oh no, it's a car he just bought, and he's transporting his family, but he gets out, and the train misses the car, and everyone's relieved, and the last second from uh, another direction, a train comes and destroys the car. Mm-hmm. That's what, like, sort of happens in this cartoon every episode. Yeah, see, I like, uh, I like Buster Keaton, and I he, like... He's my favorite, I uh, like, Foley and I, our favorites. I like Harold Lloyd. Harold Lloyd was good, but Harold Lloyd, it's funny, I think he's a great comedian, and he was a producer, but I, I, wonder, I always wonder this, and I have no right to say this, mm-hmm. like Offset, did he make people laugh? Was the crew always chuckling? Uh-huh. I have this feeling that he wasn't. You know, who I, didn't, you know who I don't like, though, is uh, Laurel and Hardy. Really? Like, I saw this one Laurel and Hardy thing, and they're like doing this thing with a piano, and they're just trying, it's oh, like... Oh, yeah, the famous one, where I, I kind of love Laurel and Hardy. But it's like... I saw that and I'm just like, you dudes didn't figure out that there was a side end. Was it like a side entrance for the thing? It's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's on you. They're, that's... they're punchline. Yeah, they're, they're going up the stairs all the yeah. time. And then and every I... time they get close, it goes down all the way to the stairs. But Laurel and Hardy, uh, first of all, I think Laurel was a comedy genius. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm um, bringing your show to Boreville now. I'm sorry for being bored, but I'm going to keep going. Uh, and uh, Hardy. Was he wasn't even like a straight man? He was like a great comic actor, and nobody like I don't think hitting people with pies is funny unless it's Oliver Hardy. He's the one guy that does it right because the, the whole thing about um, the comedy one about getting hit with a pie is keeping your dignity. So Stan Laurel would accidentally hit him with a pie, and Hardy instead of getting mad would like do his tie up and put his hat straighter and then walk away with dignity. And uh, and it always made me oh, laugh. Oh, see, I mixed up. The, I I, the, I I meant um, Abbott and Costello is the one I meant. <laughs> So Lauren Hardy did the piano. Because they did the thing. Abbott and Costello did that thing where it's like, who's on first? And they're... Because look, I look at it this way. If it's in black and white, how good can it really be? Good point. Like, seriously. Uh, Listeners, if you uh, take away anything from this interview, that's the thing you take away. Forget the cult thing and the pixies (laughs) of comedy. Forget that. But seriously, think about it. If it's in black and white... How good can it be? How good it could really be? That's like, right. Thank God for Caddyshack in color. Like we, could, like yeah, like if Caddyshack was in black and white, I'd be like, yeah. I don't have any time for this. <laughs> I don't know why I picked Caddyshack. I did like Caddyshack. I liked it. Caddyshack. If you watch Caddyshack again, 
about one-third of it is maybe the most boring movie you've ever seen in your life, which is, and that is basically the plot of Caddyshack, where it's just like, right. oh, geez, will this, will this kid get the, the scholarship? <laughs> it's like, who cares? Oh, oh, those rich snobs. He's not getting along with his girlfriend. <laughs> it's so boring. You're waiting. It's like, where's Ted Knight? Where's Ted Knight? That's it, you guys. You show those rich snobs a thing or two. Yeah, that whole snobs versus slobs thing. I get yes. that. I, but the I, other, the other third, I forget your math. Uh, it, it's it's funny. It makes you think you like it, right? <laughs> yes, yes. The other, the other two thirds make up for that one third, yes. which is the worst thing you've ever seen. I, I imagine. I, I don't know if this is true, but I imagine Bill Murray ad libbed his way through the movie, and it's because some of his best lines. I would. I, it I seems think. like he spent three days working on Caddyshack. Wow. Because all his scenes seem to be yeah. pretty contained. Like, like he's On the green. Yeah. He's he's either on the green or in like a in like a the his little clubhouse. <laughs> What's that great line he has is it the Dalai Lama? Yes, he had a uh, what is it? I just remember the punchline, so I got that going for me. When the when he wanted a tip from the Dalai Lama, the Dalai mm-hmm. Lama just gave him some peace advice. <laughs> yeah. Your everlasting peace. So I got that going for me. Yeah. <laughs> Now, when you look back, Kevin McDonald, not yes. that not that there's not you looking forward. Yes. Because we're looking forward. I know we're, we're looking forward. We have Making Faces is out now, and everybody can much. get it over at it's iTunes. It's jokeless. Buy it. It's it's jokeless. Buy it. Yes. Again. That's the that's what I wanted the ad to be, but they they fought me on that. They <laughs> they they fought you on it's, it's jokeless. jokeless. <laughs> yes. So. I'm sorry, go ahead. But when looking you look back at, right now, I know what at, you mean. There's plenty to look forward to in my life. I'm not an old man over 50. Uh, I, I understand, but what do you want to look back but, on? But when a Kevin McDonald looks back. Yes. What what are the what are the high points you see? Is it is it, is it hanging out at the Reveille? Oh, eating, that's a good eating, question. Uh, uh, Fries, like when it all equalizes, fries there. Like when I'm uh, like 93 and uh, I'm sort of a vegetable... And and it all equalizes. Like, uh, what are the happiest memories? Probably yeah. the Rivoli. The Rivoli. For those of you, I'm screaming for people who are listening to the puck. For those of you who don't know, the Rivoli was the club the kids in the hall played at before we got our TV show. That's right. It was where it all began. It, all, it was sort of exciting. Uh, you know, we did a different show every Monday. Uh, we did a show every Monday. And it was always different sketches. It was, it was almost like we were pretending we had a TV show. And we were sort of finding ourselves, and you know, we we thought we were good, mm-hmm. but we also knew that every comic thought they were good. Mm-hmm. And um, we had tried to get into Second City, mm-hmm. but Second City said we were too weird to get in. And we were like, when we were talking to ourselves, we go, "Of course, we're too weird, man." But also, when we were by ourselves, we were thinking, "Well, we're I'm 21. Weird could be double speak for bad." But for some reason, we um, we we believed our own hype. Um, sure. Free public enemy, and uh, we 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 thought we were good. But there were all you were also there to back each other up. To it wasn't like one person yeah. thinking maybe I am insane. <laughs> Was there a point where, where would it feel like well, if if the if the five of us are laughing at it, it's got to be funny. Yes, we always thought that. But the thing is, that how many mediocre comedy troops must think that? Yeah, but 
you must have felt some kind of thing happening with it. It where felt you special. Like, like, like it did kind of feel special. Like the first few months of the Rivoli, only 16 people came, and it felt special. And then all of a sudden, it, it was like uh, standing room only, and, and then we felt more validated special, and it, it, it sort of kept getting bigger. And um, we got a review the, um, the help us get discovered, blah, 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 where, where um, this writer said the kids on the hall assume their audience is as smart as they are. And we never, like, articulate that, but we all walked around and go, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got it right. Yeah, we do. And I remember that was, like, a special moment of feeling validated. That's awesome. That's the, that's the thing. And you, do you still hold on to that in some way where it's still you because you're still fighting against the thing? the Absolutely. Uh, I guess if you like, did the DNA of every comic, they would feel like the underdog. But we're also Canadian, and there were five of us, and we couldn't get in the second city. <laughs> and we, like, we, we definitely feel like I mean, you took away that underdog feeling, and we're a cult thing. Like, like, it's always, what, is, what was the first thing I said on the show? We're a cult thing when you were calling me a legend. Um, uh, you can't take away my cult thing from me. You can't, um, you can't make me as popular as Jerry Seinfeld. It would, it would take away our specialness in a way. Yeah, because it's been because when it clicks for people, it's the most important thing exactly. in their life. Exactly, Where they're not just passively consuming it and being like, "Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's all right. It was that was stupid. I don't know." And they can't tell you two things about it. Yeah, you because exactly. fame means nothing. I remember 1991. We were staying in the same hotel as um, Cato Kalin, uh, the O.J. Simpson guy, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he had way more fans walking down the street than we did. And like, like, um, and fame means nothing. Um, I guess that's why we like the cult word so much. Can I tell you, Scott? Thomas Wait, you know Cato Kalen? Who Cade? Yeah, is that his name? The guy who was uh, living oh, in. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, I don't. I know. You don't have a number for him, do you? <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> right, it's right now. Years old, but I'll get it. Okay, yeah. Uh, what did you want to say, Kevin McDonald? Uh, Scott Thompson's uh, Lemonade Theory of Comedy. What is his lemonade theory? Uh, and I grew up loving Saturday Night Live. I'm not uh, dissing Saturday Night Live. Um, but um, lemonade, um, is people's, uh, most people like their lemonade sweet. Let's say Saturday Night Live. And some people like it without sugar and kind of like the lemon taste and the sourness of it. Mm-hmm. And, if, uh, and the ones who like the, the sourness of it really love it. And that's mm-hmm. what we are. We're sour lemonade. So your sour lemonade. What if that was the name? Did you ever think the name Kids in the Hall, when you heard it, when you guys came up with it, were you ever think like, hey, I'll be over 50 and I'll still, <laughs> it's like. Never, never. It's like being a beach boy. Yeah. <laughs> never, never. Roger Daltrey singing Hope I Die Before I Get Old. It's too late. It's Yeah, never. It's, it's just a name. You're young. You don't think about it like um, the next year. Yeah. And, uh, and though we all thought we'd make, but also I, maybe in the back of our minds, sketch comedy, uh, most like troops nowadays are doing it more, but, um, but when we were there, no troops really, real troops made it. They were conquered and divided. So mm-hmm. um, a troop would get uh, some buzz, and then three of them would become big writers, and one of them would become a star, like actor or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe in the back of our minds, we were thinking that anyway. So why not the kids in the hall? Would you go in with me on a line of merchandise that we could sell to the improv community? Yes, of course. Shirt. Well, I like the fact that you said yes before I even told you what it would be. <laughs> it would be, it would be shirts that say "I support the troops." Yes, T R O U P S. Yes. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah, we could sell them at every improv theater across the country. I think you might become a millionaire out of this. 
Mike, would you buy one of my shirts? I support Mike, the call screener who has more followers than you, said he would support, he would buy one. <laughs> he supports the troops. I, th- I think you might be going, this is the millionaire idea, I think. Well, Kevin McDonald. Yes. I'm so sorry to say that we've reached that point in the show. You got the word sorry in, though. I did. I was trying to make you feel at home. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I had fun. I'm not being phony, though sometimes I am at parties after a vodka. Uh, this was fun. It was fun. I had a great time. Thank you very much. Your album is called Making Faces. Yes, because it's it's an album and you can't... Shut up, Kevin! It's great, and it's not laugh-free. Thank you very much. There's at least two laughs on there. Thank you very much. At Thank least. You. At least. And people can get it over at iTunes. Yes. And thank thank you for being a guest on the show. I do appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. I, I love your show, and I'm not lying. Oh, well, that's sweet of you to say. You you have a grand evening. Thank you very much. You too. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. All right. Bye. Good night. That was nice. Kevin McDonald checking in. How about that? How about that? Thanks again, everybody, for listening to Best Show Best. And I want to thank Martin DeGrell for uh, supervising the episodes. I want to thank Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martin Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, John Worcester, of course, and you. And once again, listen to The Best Show live each and every Tuesday night on your computer at thebestshow.net. Thanks so much.